Hello everyone and welcome back to Aramagie. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and this is the episode for the first week of June. And it's also our 20th episode. <laughs> I'm celebrating by myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you guys are totally celebrating out there with me. I'm so, so happy. This has been such a fun experience. Gotten to learn so much more about the Disney parks and connect with you guys, which has been amazing. And talk to fabulous people like Niels, who will be joining us in just a bit here to talk about part two of Disney Village, which is our in-depth look at Disney Village, which is the shopping, dining, and entertainment complex at Disneyland Paris. And we're going to get into all that in just a bit. But first, some park news. Fantasyland at Disneyland Paris is undergoing some much-needed R&R, and it's been announced that Dumbo the Flying Elephant attraction will remain closed until the 2nd of August. This, of course, is the iconic aerial carousel-style ride based on the 1941 film Dumbo. <laughs> Fun fact, one elephant from the ride is in the collection of the Smithsonian National Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. It was donated back in 2005 on the occasion of Disneyland's, in California, 50th anniversary. <laughs> so if you guys are in D.C. and you feel like checking out one of those elephants, there we go. I, for one, am looking forward to the reopening of Dumbo, even though I haven't been on it in years. It just adds a bit of wonderful atmosphere to Fantasyland. If you just can't imagine a day without going on a Dumbo-style aerial carousel, you can always enjoy the flying carpets over at Agrabah at Walt Disney Studios Park next door. Which is basically the same thing, just themed to Disney's Aladdin. And speaking of Walt Disney Studios Park, we've got some awesome new details surrounding the incredible lake and lands they are constructing in the park. Now this info comes from official construction blueprints acquired by ED92. And what we learned from the blueprints is that the lake will be 2.5 meters, or about 8 feet deep, and will rock built up and natural style shores. The lake is going to be 160 meters, or 175 yards, wide, and the surrounding pathway will be 500 meters, or 547 yards, long, with no guest transport, but will likely include both Toy Story and Marvel area access, which is definitely necessary <laughs> and super convenient. Part of the pathway around the lake also includes a bridge that can be raised up 5 meters, or about 16 feet, above the water. Disney could use this to allow large floats or barges for, let's say, some water-based entertainment a la Tokyo Disney Sea, Fantasmic, which would be absolutely amazing. Would love to see them spruce up the entertainment over at the studio's park like they already did with Mickey and the Magician and the new Marvel show. Keep it up, you guys. We also know the new Frozen Land will be 9,800 meters squared. That's 105,486 square feet big. Huge, you guys. And the sets are going to be up to 40 meters high. That's 131 feet. And our version of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be 19,000 square meters big. That's 204,514 square feet. And again, with 40 meter high sets, that's 131 feet high. You guys, there's a lot of room for a lot of awesome. The Toy Story themed alien swirling saucers that were hinted at in the previously released concept art have been scrapped, so those won't be happening. 
which is a small bummer, but really all I want is our own version of the Slinky Dog Dash. Now the latter definitely hasn't been announced, but that's just my wishful thinking. It's now also evident that the new Cars-themed Studio Tram Tour entrance will be located behind Toy Story's RC Racer attraction. You guys, it's happening, and I'm so excited that Disney's giving some love and more importantly some moolah to our Walt Disney Studios park here in Paris. Gosh, it desperately needs it. <laughs> In other news, the Armageddon show building is currently being completely torn down to make room for the new Spider-Man attraction, whose blueprints have been leaked. And from those plans, it's evident that what we are getting is basically, well, Toy Story mania with a Spider-Man theme, which is just so anticlimactic to me. If you guys have ever been to Universal Studios Park and ridden the fabulous Spider-Man attraction they have over there, Really, it's one of my favorite dark rides. It combines amazing physical sets and effects with projections flawlessly. And it's such an incredible ride. If Universal Studios can do all that, and I know what Disney can do, which I mean, you just see it in Galaxy's Edge or Flight of Passage in Pandora, which is amazing. Well, it's just a bit disappointing that they're playing it so safe, like with the underwhelming Ant-Man and the Wasp attraction over at Hong Kong Disneyland, which is basically just Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. Sad, you guys. Hashtag sad. Anyway, I'm going to try to keep an open mind, even though it's a very familiar basic ride system. I mean, they'll probably get us with amazing details anyway and great theming. So we'll see you guys. We'll see. Let's not pass judgment too early, I guess, even though I just did. <laughs> On a more positive note, some truly amazing Disneyland Paris advertising can currently be seen at Gare de Lyon station. The advertisement is for the Lion King and the Jungle Festival, which will be starting on the 30th this month. So they've covered the station walls with this beautiful Serengeti-style silhouettes, and there are various giant LCD panels around the station. And so on the screens, which match the wall pattern silhouettes, they play simultaneous video streams of these gorgeous animal silhouettes. So you see like a silhouette of a giraffe walking and it walks from screen to screen. It's really cool. It just adds a spatial dynamic and level of immersion to an advertisement and really just, yeah, adds some magic to that train station, you guys. I want it at my local station too. But not only that, they also let a surprise pop-up performance by the cast of the upcoming Lion King Rhythms of the Pride Lands show. So commuters in the morning got to listen to some of that awesome Lion King music on their way to work. I'm very jealous. Now you guys, on to Disney Village Part 2. So another great table service option is Planet Hollywood, which is impossible to miss. It's the giant blue ball right next to Buffalo Bill's, and it's one of the first restaurants you see when you're exiting the park. This is a table service restaurant that's really similar to the Hard Rock Cafe in terms of concept and design. It's rated with 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor, and reviewers like the food, but thought that the restaurant photographer was kind of annoying at times. <laughs> I'll get back to that in a moment. <laughs> so, yeah. you guys, the food here is surprisingly delicious. As an appetizer, I can always recommend the Chicken Crunch, which next to KFC is pretty much my favorite fried chicken ever. And it's served in this super cute red metal-shaped chicken basket. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> as a main, the pulled pork sandwiches and the fajitas are fabulous there as well. Really, I haven't ordered anything here that was a disappointment to me. The five times I've been there, the service has also been friendly and efficient. 
My two critiques, and here we come back to the photographer. <laughs> For the first one is this photographer that goes from table to table trying to sell you the souvenir pictures of yourself. So you'll get a lovely snap of yourself with a mouthful of food or <laughs> I've seen people getting their picture. Really charming. Yeah, I've seen people getting their picture taken when the table was still full of the dirty plates <laughs> and glasses. So if you're not interested in that kind of a photograph, you can definitely just say that and they'll leave you alone. This just adds an unnecessary kind of strain to the dining experience, something that's that not really <laughs> is necessary. If, if they really wanted to add photo opportunities, which I think is a great thing to do, they could have a really nice selfie box somewhere in the corner or uh, some kind of a cool Planet Hollywood statue somewhere or something. But yeah, just or one of the movie props. Or, yes, yeah. yes, I completely agree. But just kind of shoving this like here, buy the souvenir photo in people's faces. <laughs> it's just it's not the best way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, my second critique is the whole restaurant is basically <laughs> the Hard Rock Cafe with movie memorabilia, but let's be honest, it's kind of cool. The thing is, though, it's stuck in the 90s and it needs a refurb. So mm -hmm. if you look at the one over at Disney Springs, that one was recently refurbished and it looks fabulous. It's yeah. got this sleek, modern design, kind of this industrial steampunk vibe going on, which would honestly fit really well in Disneyland Paris since that's basically our discovery land. Yes. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, ours will get a good refurb sometime soon as well. <laughs> could really use yeah, one. Yeah, that would be great. It's the one in Disney Springs looks fabulous indeed. Uh, I, I was there last summer and yeah, you have a really nice roof terrace with a view over Disney Springs and inside. Yeah, it looks so sleek and stylish. It's a totally different experience than the one we have in Paris. It's crazy. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They did a fabulous job with it. Although either way, I would definitely recommend Planet Hollywood. It's also definitely good to go here before the fireworks. And because, like I said, this is one of the first places that most people see when they come out of the parks. So either make a reservation beforehand if you know you'd like to dine there or just show up a bit, a bit earlier. If not, you can expect to find some wait times. Um, we arrived a bit late one day and we waited 30 minutes. So that is something that should be considered. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have yeah. you been to the Planet Hollywood Nails? Yeah, many times. And I agree that the food is pretty good. Well, sometimes it's just okay, but uh, depends on what you choose maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the good news is that they have the, the Coke float here as well. So yeah, you can try that uh, one of your next visits. What have I been missing out on? Why do I like, I've never ordered this and I'm yeah. dying because it just sounds so amazing. Uh, yeah, I need to catch up on that. It, it's the only two places at Disneyland Paris where I found uh, the Coke floats. Uh, so Annette's and, uh, and Planet Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they also have some well, alcoholic and non-alcoholic cocktails uh, for well people uh, that want to drink something <laughs> it's different. It's very true. The cocktails are pretty good. And, and uh, I actually realized that the restaurant is situated on two floors and I never discovered that well the first couple of times. But one of the later visits, yeah, we were... <laughs> welcomed upstairs and then brought downstairs as there was another well big restaurant behind the curtain just hidden uh, uh, yeah, next to the, to the shop actually <laughs> it's true yeah so they have quite a big capacity yeah it's very true that surprised me as well actually the little curtain scheme there <laughs> I wonder if you could actually just enter the restaurant through the bottom because they usually have a person standing there manning a little desk as well and just uh, talk to her directly or if she'll just oh. be like here please register upstairs first I'm, I'm not sure I've never tried it yeah that would, would be a great option maybe <laughs> Yeah, and I also was annoyed by the photographers indeed. <laughs> did they come to your table? Yeah, they did. And uh, yeah, and, and we even bought one of the, the keychains one time for my uh, little daughter. <laughs> she really liked it. But yeah, well, well it, it, it's not necessary indeed. And if you don't buy them, hey, you, you can just say no, of course. Uh, but 
they will have a lot of unnecessary waste in my opinion as, as they print out uh, the pictures come to your table show it to you so yeah, yeah it's um, yeah a bit unnecessary so shall we go to the next place yes talking about green and uh <laughs> yes rainforest cafe <laughs> This one is introduced as a rainforest-themed restaurant experience, and it gets 4 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. Reviewers loved the atmosphere, but thought that the food was pricey for what it was, so... I follow the TripAdvisor reviews here. I really like the theming of uh, Rainforest Cafe. It's gorgeous. It's like visiting a jungle. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. You enter underneath the big, real fish tank, and when you're inside, everything is green. There are beautiful animals, like elephants, monkeys, birds. Some of them <laughs> are moving every now and then, like the elephants, and it might even get a bit dark Ooh. when lightning strikes. So yeah, it's a really good uh, atmosphere. Uh, maybe a bit scary for the little ones sometimes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. The food is good, but indeed you pay a bit more for it because of the, well, the rich ambience, I think. So um, yeah, that's uh, what it is. The menu varies from burgers, salads, steaks, fish, fajitas, pastas, uh, well, and a curry. <laughs> so they have cocktails here as well and some bites to start or share and especially some really heavy cake and ice cream desserts nice. <laughs> including their famous sparkling volcano i'm not sure if you've seen that one but uh, it's huge uh. <laughs> it's like a giant uh, well chocolate brownie cake with ice cream and sauce and well a lot of uh, <laughs> more cream <laughs> amazing <laughs> I, I think it serves a whole family <laughs> actually so uh, don't order it uh, <laughs> for each person <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the bad thing here is that they don't take uh, reservations. Uh, it could be busy sometimes, and uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, that's something to be aware of. But you can get your annual pass discount here as well. So uh, oh, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. the good news. It looks so <laughs> unique, and I've always wanted to try it. It's actually one of those things from my childhood in the United States when I'd be in some mall and see it walking there with my mom and beg her to go inside, and she'd be. <laughs> She'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm not paying that much for pasta. <laughs> I guess she wasn't having the ambience, but anything with animatronic animals for me is definitely a must do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really so cool. cool. Yeah, I just remember those gorgeous huge fish tanks that you mentioned <laughs> and there's a super unique rainforest ambience. I mean, where else can you dine that has this super cool experience? And in Disney Village, they have an animatronic crocodile located right outside the restaurants. And it's Oh yeah, right outside. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of my favorite spots in Disney Village to just chill there for a second and <laughs> look at that crocodile open and close its mouth. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and do you throw your coins uh, in it or? <laughs> no, I'm not a supporter of the coin throwing craze. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see a lot of people doing that, yeah. Try to hit it in its eye. <laughs> Free plate of french fries to who gets it. <laughs> yeah, so talking about competitive sports, uh, <laughs> the sports bar at Disney Village. As the name implies, this is your no-frills sports bar, and it serves up some casual fare and is rated with 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. Reviewers enjoyed viewing sporting events there and the beer, but felt that the food could be better. The interior has been outfitted in this kind of red and yellow color scheme, which with televisions and projector in the rear. Also some sports memorabilia hanging along the walls. The place really isn't that big. I think what adds a lot of tables and seats to the restaurant is on warmer days when you can sit outside. They also have these kind of like heater, gas heaters there when it's a bit chillier. Right. Yeah, because the place really isn't, isn't that huge. Yeah. Food-wise, you've got the basics. Fries, hot dogs, burgers, and various beer options are available. If you're a sports enthusiast and you want to enjoy watching a game after the parks or instead of heading to the parks, this is the place for you. 
personally, this isn't really my type of establishment since I neither play sports, I suck at them, <laughs> nor do I drink alcohol, so... <laughs> but again, I love that the option is available, and it really adds some flair when you're, you know, strolling through Disney Village and you hear the sports fans shouting when their favorite team won. Yeah. I think it just adds a really nice, positive, playful vibe yeah, and excitement. Yeah, dynamics. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I've never been there too, as I'm also not <laughs> into sports, uh, <laughs> so... Uh, but I agree. It um, it it adds something to uh, to Disney Village, and it's quite a unique place uh, over there. Yeah, I've yeah. heard sports are popular these days. I think it's I think it's a good addition. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's time uh, for a coffee <laughs> at Starbucks. So well, I love Starbucks. So it's great to have one at Disney Village. Just a regular Starbucks with the standard menu of great coffees, teas, sandwiches, yogurt, cookies, pastries, etc. I agree with the TripAdvisor reviewers that the service usually is a bit slow and definitely slower than what I'm used to at Starbucks uh, cafes here in uh, the Netherlands or when I'm driving uh, to Disneyland Paris and uh, I make a stop (laughs) (laughs) along the way. So not sure (laughs) how that happens, but uh, it's slow. But there are two nice things that add, well, at least a little bit of Disney magic to this Disney Village Starbucks. The first thing is that they sell two exclusive collectible mugs, one for Disneyland Park and one for the studios. Oh, that's nice. And the other thing is that you can get your annual pass discount here That's well. really important, Starbucks prices. <laughs> yeah, it is important. <laughs> <laughs> making sure that I get the most out of it. It's, well, maybe nice to mention that there are two more Starbucks at Disneyland Paris inside the Hotel Santa Fe and Hotel Cheyenne in the central buildings over there. What I just miss is, um, well, a Starbucks in the parks, <laughs> like they have in Walt Disney World. Eh? They have one in each of the four theme parks over there. And Oh, do they really now? Yeah. And those are nicely themed, so you don't really recognize oh. them as Starbucks from the outside. But when you go in, you actually see that it is. That is so good to know. I thought there was some kind of licensing issue with uh, Nescafe that only they were allowed to serve in the parks, but then they must have resolved that issue. Right. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. But they do have... Have, uh, yeah, Starbucks inside their parks. Yeah, what's the hold up Disneyland Paris? Yeah, well, yeah. They, they should have it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the ones in Walt Disney World, they also sell Disney themed cupcakes at the Starbucks. So it's really more Cute. integrated into the park experience than well, just a regular Starbucks in Main Street, for example. So uh, yeah, it will be great to have that one day <laughs> here at Disneyland Paris in the future. Yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what else can I say about Starbucks? It's got a nice interior with lovely wood textures and the iconic coffee. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, there was one time that I experienced something strange, and that was that it was really smelly. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You could smell the horses from the Wild West show. Buffalo Bills, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think the the stables are just behind the Starbucks. So, um, yeah, they had some kind of ventilation issue that day, and (laughs) we just didn't want to go in. It's so interesting that you say that because every once in a while I stumbled across a review like that on TripAdvisor and I was debating mm-hmm. whether or not to add that in, but I thought maybe it was just, you know, a fluke. But then that makes sense because a lot of people were writing, oh, the toilets are really smelly, but I guess it's more <laughs> likely that it's the, the horses that are right next it door. Is, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really smelled like a stable. <laughs> oh, that clears something out. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah personally, yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that experience there. I guess I'm caught myself amongst the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah. I totally concur also that um, for some reason, my experience was with Starbucks at Disneyland Paris, whether it's in Disney Village or at the hotels, for some reason, it's super slow. I don't really Hmm. understand why. But if you want your coffee, if you want some really good sandwiches, they have those there. Um, Definitely recommend checking it out, obviously. If you're a fan of Starbucks, this place is for you. 
One theory that I do have about these Starbucks is that one of the workers mentioned to me that they are indeed franchise Starbucks. So I was wondering maybe it has something to do with the service being a bit slower, but I'm not 100% certain. Either way, yeah, if you're craving Starbucks, <laughs> it's great that it's there. I'm super happy. <laughs> we usually go to the one that's located in our hotel, in the Hotel Cheyenne. It seemed to be a lot less crowded than the one at Disney Village. Well, I actually went to the Starbucks at Hotel Cheyenne during my last stay, but um, and there was actually, uh, well, just one person in front of us. But yeah, I think after 10 minutes we left as it <laughs> was taking ages. And, and there were two people, but one wasn't really working oh and the other gosh. one was just slow. So yeah, we decided to leave and uh, <laughs> spend our money uh, on something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not alone, Niels. You're not alone. It's, no, it's, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Hotel Cheyenne Starbucks as well, and there was only one person manning the register and also making the coffees, so you can imagine <laughs> yeah. the speed of the place. It's a hard job for that cast member as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I really feel for yeah. them. Yeah, like, that guy was stressing. <laughs> but. So if you're craving some meat, the steakhouse in Disney Village is an upper middle class type restaurant with the gorgeous 1950s industrial interior. I can't rave enough about the interior. It's amazing. It's rated with 3.5 out of 5 stars on TripAdvisor. And this place is a really mixed bag, actually, according to the reviewers, with some loving the food and the steaks and some hating it. So it was either extreme. And I think that's what ended up with the 3.5 score. Some loved the service and some were left really disappointed. So it's spread pretty much more or less evenly across the board. So this seems to be like the type of place that you either love or that you hate. Right. Yeah. First of all, this place, at least for me, it was always a little bit under the radar. It's, yeah. it's not hidden, but it's kind of easy to overlook because it's right there at the corner. And there's a big sign that reads Steakhouse. But other than that, the building looks pretty nondescript from the outside. It doesn't look mm -hmm. bad, but it's not flashy in any way, shape or form, which contrasts quite extremely with like King Ludwig's Castle or Planet Hollywood, which has mm -hmm. like a very strong brand architecture. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But this is contrasted by its really fabulous interior design, <laughs> yeah. which is inspired by 1950s Chicago. We've got gorgeous brick walls, Dark wood paneling, vintage light bulb chandeliers, and high ceilings. Yes! <laughs> Several <laughs> elements of the restaurant interior were inspired by the meat warehouses that the city was known for in the turn of the century. The photos and illustrations hung on the walls and the floor tiles are all inspired by the city's past. I remember reading an interview from an Imagineer that designed the place, and the reason the warehouse theme was chosen for the steakhouse was that in between 1920 and 1933, it was illegal to sell alcoholic beverage in the United States. So all these secret clubs and cabarets right. popped up all over the country, and they would operate illegally, and some of them would even operate in nondescript warehouses. <laughs> so Food-wise, you can order a menu or get the uh, food a la carte. Expect to find really good dishes like grilled beef filet with king prawns and bernet sauce, smoked confit pork spare ribs, and they also have some vegetarian options in the form of soybean or portobello burgers and pasta. I have to admit, I haven't dined here myself, but that's only because I've overlooked it every single time <laughs> I've been there. I have it on my to-do list for the next visit. I'm really curious in which of the 50-50 categories I'm going to fall into, if I'm going to love it or if I'm going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. Which side are you on, Niels? Well, I've never been there too. Okay. <laughs> but I do think indeed it looks great on the site and it was also recently refurbished, I remember. So yeah, it's, um, it, it's a great place to see, but uh, well, I'm not that into steaks and my family not as well. So Maybe skip on. <laughs> it, it never really appealed uh, yeah, to, uh, to go there. 
Yeah. So shall we move on to Vapiano? Yes. Vapiano is labeled as Italian counter service and it gets three and a half out of five stars. Reviewers on TripAdvisor enjoyed the food but were annoyed at having to queue up for multiple food stations. And that's indeed uh, <laughs> the issue of, uh, of this restaurant. So here you can have uh, a fresh made Italian pasta, pizza or salad, which you indeed uh, order from those uh, uh, separate counters. And that means that when you have people in your party that want to eat something different, not everything will be ready at the same time and you keep hopping around the restaurant for all your orders. The cooks will prepare your pasta or salad right away at the counter so you can see it. But when you order the pizza, you get uh, a pager to get notified when it's out of the oven. My experience is that it's really fresh, tasty and well, good value for money. And I usually take the four cheese pizza, but uh, the pesto pastas were also uh, really great. So uh, yeah, it looks great uh, as well with the big olive trees, uh, fresh herb plants on the tables. And uh, yeah, it's a great place um, for well a quick but quite healthy lunch or, or dinner. I completely agree with everything you said. My fellow Germans who are listening out there will know the Vapiano brand like the back of their hand. Great. I think by now, if, if you don't, you'll probably get your citizenship revoked. <laughs> the Italian food restaurant franchise is actually from Hamburg, Germany, right. and they're about as common as McDonald's in several German cities. <laughs> now, because they're super common here, I honestly haven't felt the need to stand in line after a <laughs> A long day of standing in line at the parks any more than I need to. I just want to sit down somewhere and be served. <laughs> so I've been, yeah, I've been kind of avoiding this place like the plague. Yeah, I can imagine. But don't get me wrong. Like Neil said, the food here is, it does taste really well. It's fresh. The quality is good. So if you've never been to Vapiano, I do recommend checking it out at least once while you're in Europe. Although that does not necessarily mean it has to be over at Disney Village. You can find them all over the place. So I guess keep it special would be my recommendation. Maybe check out one of the restaurants that you can only find at Disney Village. Unless you're craving super amazing Italian food, then this is definitely the place for you. Right, yeah. And last week I discovered something interesting <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I think it was ED92 that posted a picture of Fabiano's new mobile ordering option. So mm. maybe that will make life a bit easier and make it less, well, evident to <laughs> stay in the, in the different uh, queues for the counter. So, uh, yeah, I haven't tried that uh, yet myself, but yeah, maybe uh, that's improving uh, the, uh, the experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if they're using it, I know a few restaurants are using it here. It's definitely worth it. The tables will have these little numbers and you can just enter it in the app and they'll bring the food to your table so you don't have to wait in line, which is super, super nice. Of course, that means you'll have to find a seat also, <laughs> which is sometimes really hard to do. Yeah. I've also had the experience, though, that some restaurants, even though they advertise the mobile food ordering system, walk in and ask about it. It's always good to ask. And they say, no, we don't. It's not active or it's not working right now or uh, we're just not doing it. Oh, we really? don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like a mix. <laughs> oh, that's a good USB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so we've had all the food in the world. <laughs> Let's right. talk about some of the shopping options you can find in Disney Village. Starting off with a small shop that is part of the Planet Hollywood restaurant. It's the Planet Hollywood Boutique and it's located on the ground level. Oh, I'm sorry. Boutique Planet Hollywood. And it's located <laughs> on the ground level of the restaurant. And you can expect to find your basic logo t-shirt hoodie there. <laughs> Again, it's very similar to the Hard Rock Cafe in that sense. The Hard Rock Cafe stores also have their small little shops with the logo tees. Same thing here. You get the Planet Hollywood logo with the city name below, classic white tee. They also have branded mugs, baseball caps, 
but really no merch that's super exciting or out of this world or creative in any form. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shop is pretty small and unspectacular. So if you're like super into the Planet Hollywood brand, you might find a cool t-shirt here. But honestly, it's not going to be a go for most folks. Like the restaurant, it could also use a good refurbishment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the interiors do match up at least. It's very consistent <laughs> yeah. in that sense. <laughs> it is. No, yeah, it's nothing special to me as well. So yeah, I, I don't like uh, the Planet Hollywood logo as well. <laughs> so I never bought something here and uh, yeah, yeah, nothing special. Let's move on to another restaurant that has a boutique, which is Rainforest Cafe. This shop is a bit bigger uh, and it sells uh, apparel, accessories, gifts, toys, and it, it's all rainforest, animal or well, nature related items. So there's definitely a theme out there. But since it's all quite generic and not, well, Disney related products, <laughs> I don't really feel the urge to buy something here for myself. But uh, yeah. If you're into the toys or want to buy something uh, as a gift, then uh, you might uh, find something here. Yeah, at least I feel like the store is nicely themed. It's clean. It's modern. It's got it's just yeah. got a bit of a vibe going on. But other than that, I totally agree. The merch is nothing special, and I'm sure you can find yeah. it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, even a talking tree in there, so it's really part of the total theming of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah that's so really cool. nice. Yeah, fashion, fashion, Disney fashion. As the name suggests, this place is all about apparel, 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 Disney t-shirts, Henleys, hoodies, baseball caps, backpacks, shoes, boots, in child and adult sizes. In the corners, you'll may find a mug or a notebook or something like that, but really it's all about the clothing. They also sell seasonal merch, and if there's a new hot Disney property out there, it's very, very likely you'll find related merch. Right. I remember two years ago when Coco came out, they had like the super cute Dia de los Muertos themed stuff there and it was all Coco branded t-shirts and backpacks. It was really gorgeous and colorful. In terms of store design, it's rocking a cool open ceiling. It's painted all white, the ceiling is, <laughs> with pleasant lighting and wood flooring. It's, it's nothing out of the world. What really adds the Disney touch is the very powerful, bright colored graphics along the walls. Yeah. So this place is really perfect if you're in the market for that really cool Disney tea and you may have not found anything in parks or you didn't have time to go shopping there. Now, fair warning, they won't have absolutely everything you can find in the parks, but there is a really good selection. So one big thing that I noticed, and I asked about this, I made this mistake a few years back, I wanted something from the Pirates of the Caribbean, because <laughs> I remember seeing something at the gift shop over there, and they do not carry any of the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Ah. So all that content or all that merchandise is exclusive to the gift shop in the park. Yeah, just coming back right. to that point. So you're not going to find everything, but you're going to find a really good selection. So if you see a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever in the parks that you just have to have, I would say definitely pick it up there just to be on the safe side. But if you maybe just only saw some things that you're okay with or you have an open mind, um, this is definitely a great place to do some after hours, after park hours, I should say, <laughs> uh, apparel shopping. <laughs> yeah, when we're in the village, we usually have a look here inside. But yeah, it, indeed, it's not a, the full collection. And um, yeah, and it looks nice. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think it looks also a, well, a bit cheap for a real fashion store. <laughs> but maybe cheap isn't the right word, but um, it's a bit outdated. Like, Well, it falls into like this gray area, right, where it's... Because fashion is always so fast-paced and current, yeah. and this is kind of it's it's a so-so it's place. Old <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, well, it could use uh, 
<laughs> some love, I think. <laughs> it's beginning to be a theme in Disney Village, I feel like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it is, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. So, next on the list is the Disney Store. This is one of the, the bigger stores, and it sells, well, all kinds of apparel and accessories, toys, gifts, housewares, pins, keychains, and so on. So, it's a lot of stuff that you can get there, and there are also dedicated Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars sections. So, it's a great place to look for those franchises, uh, especially. Just like the Star Traders shop in the Disneyland Park, they offer also the possibility to create your custom lightsabers. So that's a a cool feature. A great detail in this shop is the large spaceship mobile that is hanging uh, in the middle with uh, classic characters, including Mickey, circling around. So yeah, that's a really nice Disney detail. (laughs) But overall, I think this place also feels a bit... Like it is still in the 90s, <laughs> but uh, a great place uh, to shop. Yeah, I don't mean to go off topic too much. It got me thinking about the the Star Wars merchandise with the lightsaber building. And I'm so curious when Galaxy's Edge opens up in the States, if maybe a few months in, we might start seeing some of that Galaxy's Edge merchandise in the Star Traders shop as well. Mm, so, it would be interesting. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really curious because I've been eyeing some of those <laughs> things. <laughs> and that a nice droid. Yeah, and... a nice droid maybe, or that really cool retro fan with the water spritz bottle. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, would be great to uh, well get at least some of those uh, cool. items uh, over here. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't find anything at the Disney store, or if things appeared maybe a little bit. Um too cheap for your massive, massive wallet. The <laughs> Disney Art Gallery is an excellent option to find super high quality pieces. So now this place is something a little different. It's all about high quality artwork, figurines. You won't find anything that's really intended to be a toy here. And it's, oh, it's also a great place to pick up some Christmas ornaments. Mm, yeah. <laughs> There's this massive model of Cinderella's castle in the middle of the store that's definitely worth taking a look at, even though you might not be planning on spending $5,000 on a Mickey <laughs> statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This place really isn't about getting some affordable takeaway merch, but if your heart's really in it and you see something that absolutely adore and your budget allows for it, this yeah. is definitely the place for you. They also sell these really cool... Swarovski encrusted figurines. There's a really pretty one that I saw on my last trip with Belle and the Beast dancing. Niels, do you want to guess how much it was? <laughs> um, 200 uh, euros? Uh, I wish. 900 euro. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the reaction I had to most of the price tags there. <laughs> There's also an art on demand touchscreen station available. So if you're shopping for something to hang on your walls and you just hated absolutely everything that you saw in the store, which I can't imagine because they have a massive selection. It's really cool. But it might be worth checking out the Art on Demand station, so they have a lot more options in there as well. Yeah. The store's design is clean and sleek with the gallery-type atmosphere to it, which in this case I think it really fits. So large white walls with framed Disney art hanging and spotlight to light up those beautiful paintings, concept art. I mean, you'll find everything from like oil paintings, real oil paintings, to high-quality digital prints. So even if you're not in the mood to spend a couple of grand, it's really nice just to pop into the Disney gallery and peruse the gorgeous artwork and admire the detailed craftsmanship that went into making the figurines. Great, yeah. Nothing to add there. (laughs) (laughs) I always have a look uh, and uh, well, I just think that the staircase in the middle uh, is a bit strange as you cannot really go upstairs. But uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the upstairs is so disjointed with the downstairs because downstairs is like clean gallery and upstairs it's got this kind of blue with red curtains thing going on i'm not really sure about that but uh no but it's uh yeah it's a great place if you um 
<laughs> have some money left, <laughs> left over after a day in the park. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So shall we move on to the Lego store then? Yes, I want some Legos. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this Lego store actually is one of the biggest in Europe. It features some well, great pieces of Lego art like huge Sleeping Beauty, Lego painting, some big Disney, Pixar and Star Wars characters built uh, with Lego like R2-D2 and Woody and, and Mickey of course. Although this store isn't owned by Disney, I was able to get a uh, annual pass discount here as well, like uh, 10%. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure if that was uh, a temporary well, offer or that is always uh, uh, the case. As I'm the cashier thought Lego. you were cute, Niels. I think that's why it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, you can always give it a try and uh, show your annual pass if you have one and uh, see if you get uh, a nice reduction. Nice to mention is that earlier this month, uh, when it was Star Wars Day, I was surprised to see that the Lego store was involved somehow in the special day, and they offered some Star Wars character meet and greets, uh, besides oh, cool. yeah special discounts on select Star Wars products. So yeah, it was only in the Discoveryland area and in the Lego store. So yeah, it it was that's awesome, awesome, but it was not really communicated, uh, and yeah. at least I didn't know uh, on forehand, so it was a surprise. <laughs> I kind of wish that they would have like a lego like they do in the lego movies like costumes like that but star wars i think that would be hilarious i don't know if it would right. absolutely traumatize all the children but to me that would be super funny <laughs> well yeah it, i think it's great that they well at least participated in this special day yeah. most definitely but for the rest yeah it's uh, it's just well a big lego store so um. i mean i just adore that beautiful phantasmic lego mickey they yeah. have i mean it's so impressive how they build these gorgeous sculptures just out of legos and the place is so consistent in terms of design too you've got the ceiling lights that are shaped like giant lego mm -hmm. bricks which i think is amazing and um <laughs> yeah. some i guess i don't want to call them paintings but maybe like lego mosaics that are framed so they have this really nice yeah. one of the lion king and maleficent as a dragon which i'm, I'm sad yeah. to say you can't purchase but you can enjoy them while you're <laughs> <laughs> no or, or at least that you it would be nice to be able to buy uh, some kind of manual <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> them yourself yeah. And yeah, you, I you mean if you're the... super devoted I guess you can take a photo and then try to color coordinate yeah, you, the box. <laughs> you can recreate at home <laughs> yeah and you can buy the separate pieces of Lego here in the store so um, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> just ask for a thousand white bricks to build R2D2 and <laughs> there you go yeah. but what I also really like is how the Lego store the Disney fashion store they're connected so when it's raining yeah. you don't even have to go out it's just you no. can just walk through there that's nice yeah that's yeah. great indeed yeah Another amazing shop is the World of Disney Store. So this place is massive. It's a huge Disney merchandise store with a gorgeous, unique exterior and interior. Really, this place is so massive and it's impossible to miss when you're leaving the parks. The entire store interior is set up in this beautiful, unique circular design with gorgeous murals of your favorite Disney movies lining the walls and a beautifully themed starry ceiling in the center and it's concave so it just it has this kind of almost planetarium type feel. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey is there in a hot air balloon supervising the whole store. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing more impressive than the decor, I would say, is the merchandise selection. There's like a crazy <laughs> amount of merch in there. You've got everything from pillows to silverware, plates, hoodies, t-shirts, like everything your heart desires. Now, like Planet Hollywood, this is one of the very first points of contact park goers have when leaving Disneyland Paris or Walt Disney Studios Park. 
So this place gets super, super crowded as soon as the parks close or the fireworks show happens. Just keep that in mind. Other than that, I've been in there after the fireworks show. It's honestly, it's not that bad. Yeah, you're going to have people bumping into you every once in a while, but you'll still find that <laughs> Disney mug that you really wanted. You got to push some folks out of the way to get it, though. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's one of the most... Well, premium shopping experiences at Disneyland Paris, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Like, even the floor, it's just this beautiful stone floor. It just feels so luxurious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. And did you know about the bronze Mickey and Minnie statues just outside of the store? <gasps> I didn't know. They used to mark the former Walt of Disney store on New York's Fifth Avenue. <gasps> but that store is now closed. And then they moved the statues uh, to Disneyland Paris. So, um, yeah, they're uh, pretty old, I guess. Oh, wow. That's such a unique piece of history. And they brought them all the way from the states new york to paris that's amazing yeah. wow yeah so it's a it's a cool detail yeah niels tell us about some toys please <laughs> yeah so let's go to uh, world of toys <laughs> this place uh, well has a strong focus on dolls and plush and costumes but well i don't think they sell anything really exclusive in here so you can get this at the disney store or world of disney i guess there's a big well disneyland paris castle in the back of the store as part of the princess theming in nice. here i guess but it's a bit bulky and it lacks well the disney detail in my Not opinion nice. so <laughs> <laughs> it needs a, a touch-up <laughs> or an improvement at least but uh, not a really special place for me to shop but uh, yeah it's uh, it's there it's available. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess that concludes the shopping options at Disney Village, Yay, right? Yay! I think we got everything. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, some Disney Village fun facts, maybe? Well, actually, yeah, yeah I think we've each got one top secret prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're in Disney Village and you're enjoying the music, well, did you know you can listen to the Disney Village soundtrack live from home from anywhere all over the world? <laughs> There's a soundtrack stream of Disney Village Radio, which is exactly what you hear when you stroll past the shops and restaurants at Disney Village. So I like it's amazing. You really feel like you're there. It's exactly what you're hearing when you are there. So it's just if you just wish you could be there right now and you want to experience some Disney magic wherever you are through the music, <laughs> this is such a great option. And I'll put a link down in the show notes. I really, really wish Disney had streams available for all the music all over the park. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I actually didn't know this uh, before preparing uh, for this podcast. <laughs> so it's a great tip indeed. And uh, yeah, I already listened uh, to Disney Village Radio at home or too, while yeah, driving so cool, uh, right? to work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, I was actually sometimes surprised at the music selection. And what I also think is really funny is yeah. that they have like mostly soundtrack music on before 6 p.m. And then starting around 6 p.m they switch over to soft rock slash uh, retro classic rock hits mm -hmm. which i think is super interesting all of a sudden you have this genre yeah. change for the evening crowds that are coming in just to set completely different moods from the crowds yeah, that are coming into the parks in the mornings yeah super yeah. interesting i even uh, heard quite a lot of dance music when i <laughs> played it uh, i think at night too yeah it's changing all day <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's, it's great that they offer this as an extra uh, via their website yeah. yeah i think for like super nerds like myself i'm i'm in love i'm so happy yeah. <laughs> me yeah. too <laughs> yeah. i mean i know i can find this music from the parks on youtube as well but it's still yeah. there's something just special about knowing that this is exactly what's playing there yeah, at that moment <laughs> it, it makes a difference i agree yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's right <laughs> so a couple of last things that 
I would like to mention. I just realized that Disney Villas has quite a lot of small food kiosks too that we didn't touch. Uh, That's true, yeah. Any dining options. So I just made a note <laughs> of it. I think those aren't operated by Disney. So it's just independent people that uh, run those. They sell slush and cotton candy, I believe. Um, I saw macaroons, fruit juices, and maybe some other uh, things. There's something uh, for everyone. And there's also a Ben & Jerry's ice cream counter near uh, Panorama Gique and Café Mickey with a little terrace uh, these days. So um, yeah, that's also um, a great option uh, Well, to sit back and relax, watch the balloon and watch over the lake while enjoying a nice ice cream. There's a money exchange counter and uh, an ATM in Disney Village too. So (laughs) if you need some cash, uh, it's possible. Some moolah. Yeah. (laughs) And besides the general Disneyland Paris parking, there's also uh, a Disney Village parking for people who come by car. Where you can pay per hour instead of having to pay the daily rate as on the, the Disney parks parking. And of course, we need to mention that Disney officially announced that they're working on a full upgrade of Disney Village. So plans are not yet finalized, but exciting times are coming. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah. Niels, thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on this show. You guys, be sure to follow Niels on Instagram. He has the most fabulous Instagram page. It's updated at least three times a day. He posts amazing pictures. (laughs) You you really feel like you're at Disneyland Paris and you can find him under at Capturing Disney Parks and on Twitter under at Cap Disney Parks. And of course, his amazing website, www.capturingdisneyparks.com. And I'll put all those links in the show notes for you guys. Niels, thank you again so, 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 so very much for coming on. It's amazing. You have the best insights. And I just adore talking to you and listening to your thoughts. It's so much fun. (laughs) It was totally my pleasure uh, to be on the show again. So uh, thank you. And uh, well, maybe uh, till another episode. uh... Yes, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Would be great. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Niels. Thank you. You guys, be sure to check out Niels' amazing Instagram. You can find him under the handle at Capturing Disney Parks and on Twitter under at CapDisneyParks and check out his website CapturingDisneyParks.com. Also, I just wanted to add on to what Neil stated about the future of Disney Village. So there's an information tidbit that was just released, which is that Buffalo Bill's Wild West show with Mickey and Friends will be closing. So there's no word yet on exactly when this is happening, and I'll definitely keep you guys posted on that front, but it will most likely be taken over by a new Disney-themed show, which is really exciting. I can't wait to see what they do here. Disney Village is going to get a complete overhaul, and Planet Hollywood's owner, Robert Earl, stated earlier, quote, There's a plan to renovate the restaurant in Paris, but Disney is evaluating what they are doing first. We are discussing with them about Planet Hollywood there, but corporate in California haven't yet decided. End quote. Like Neil said, exciting times are definitely ahead, and I'm so, so, so happy they're going to give us some love over Disney Village, which could definitely use some too, even though it is awesome, but it could be even so much more awesome. You guys, it's going to be exciting. Listener question. This week's, like last week's question, comes to us from Paul, who sent in a few really, really great questions. Hi, Eric. I was wondering if I need to bring cash in euros or can I pay for everything with a credit card? Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for that amazing question. To be on the safe side, I would withdraw some cash, maybe 100 euros as backup. 
90% of the places you visit will accept card payment, although it's happened to me a few times that some of the snack carts at Disneyland Paris card reader was broken, not working, they didn't have a connection, and then we ended up having to pay by cash. So yeah, you guys, definitely bring a bit of cash just to be on the safe side. So thank you so much, Paul, for that amazing question. If you have any questions regarding Disneyland Paris, feel free to send them to us under DisneylandParisNow at Yahoo.com or over on our social media channels. You can find us on Instagram under the handle at Airmagique, on Twitter under at NowDisneyland, and on Facebook. Please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever the platform of your choice is. And we would so very much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really does help out a lot, you guys. Thank you so very much. Also, thank you to ed92wdwnt.com and DisneylandParis.com, all of which are the excellent sources for the information compiled in this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me today for Air Magique. This is Eric. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Air Magique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. This episode is not sponsored. All promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified.